commission actual theme music for us. Mm. Instead of Steely Dan. Or what if we commissioned Steely Dan to do a new original song for us and they just sent us back (laughs) the same theme song? It's like how the serial new season two theme song is just a little bit different than season one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the the first keys are the same, then the drop is like, it's like, I like it. It's a little more on acid. Yeah, it is. It's more psychedelic. So anyway, this is episode 36. 36. 36 of the Good Friends podcast. You are I'm Jack. Mm-hmm. Hey, Reed. <laughs> I'm Rod, not Rod. Reed. Oh. Just realized that's a real name. Yes, it is. It is and, a real name. Uh, so here we go. It's a nice little uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today's a Wednesday. Wednesday. This will be going up on a Friday. Going up on a Friday. Um, you know, as usual, as is always the case, we're competing with a major, major cultural event. Uh, that um, sucks. So this will be launched on Friday, which is the release of the new Star Wars movie. Uh. So, we just can't seem to get the timing right. People have seen it though, right? <laughs> Haven't they? Yeah, they have. So, last night I was at a screening of Joy, the new David O. Russell yeah. movie, and I like was walking into the theater and they were like, cell phones. I was like, what? And they were like, they had like Ziplocs. They were like, can you put your cell phones like in the Ziploc bag? And I was like, for Joy, the David O. Russell movie? They're like, no, this is for Star Wars. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to join. They're like, oh, that's over there. And as I was walking, I was like, I could have just literally uh! given my cell phone and walked in. I mean, probably I would have gotten in, there'd be like no seats because like, you don't just walk into a... One does not just walk into a Star Wars movie. Right. People were probably queuing up for, like, two hours, three hours before. But, yes, people have seen it. People are obsessed. So people... There's probably a lot of people who are Star Wars <clears> and, like, just you and, like... Enjoy. <laughs> no, actually, um, there was... Joy was pretty packed, too. And and, and I was as I was walking out, I saw Lauren Paul's... Or Aaron Paul's wife, uh, Lauren Paul. Uh, and I think she was in Joy. Mm. Um, with him. He was there, too, I think, so... Or maybe maybe he was, in, maybe he was in Star Wars. Maybe she went to join. He went to Star Wars. Yeah. Like boys and girls. Right. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So let's quickly this week. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. This week we're going to talk about the new Inuritu film, The Revenant, which we saw on Monday. Um, we are going to talk about Star Wars, which comes out this Friday and feels like it's been out for a year. Honestly, yep. um, we're going to give an update on election twenty sixteen, which is that we have not been following it, and there was another GOP debate, and that is actually the whole update. So, didn't watch it. Didn't watch a damn. Didn't even thing. know it was on. Um, and some other things. So okay, so Star Wars. Wait, the Revenant or Star? Or Wars? Should we let's start, go to Star Wars. Let's go to Star Wars right. first. We were kind of already going here. Yeah, this madness need end. It's not going to. It's not, it's a, <laughs> this is going to be this until February, maybe even March. But and but that no but then it like isn't gonna end. But how many how many <laughs> how, okay how many months do you think the movie is gonna be in theaters? That's a good question. I think it'll be in theaters. Yeah, maybe until like, like March and then re-released yeah. that June with like digital updates <laughs> yeah. from George Lucas or something. Yeah, like totally. That. I removed yeah. every actor <laughs> yeah. and replaced it with an older version of themselves that I CGI changed. Like, um, There's okay. Gonna be additional CGI splash scene. Yeah, totally. Just randomly cut right. in the middle. I made everyone's the silhouette of every male Jedi's penis slightly <laughs> enhanced, so you can see the shadow of their dick inside of their robe. For the fans. Like, oh my god. Do you remember when he did that? Uh, yeah, I remember. The controversy? When, uh, <clears throat> when he, like, would add those extra scenes into the He'd change things. He'd yeah, made, right. like... And now it's, like, officially you can't... It's, like, hard to find the original versions of right. those movies. Because, because the digital like, ones are the ones... He thinks that, yeah, that's how it was in his mind's eye or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he's made big choices. Like, he, the Solo versus Greedo shooting first. To be fair, right. That's a big one. That's, like, the one that actually changes yes. people's perception of the uh, story. The big deal is that he's not affiliated with these movies at all. Right, which honestly, considering their track record, is probably the best thing that could happen to them. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, it's the way to go. Because that guy is a... He gets in his own way. I mean, I feel... I feel Saying that you feel bad for George Lucas is insane. I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him, but I definitely feel like like blessing and a curse, these movies. He just... He was buried under these movies. And he's never going to be able to make another There's movie. There's a really again. interesting uh, documentary called "The Fans versus George Lucas" mm. um, that you should see, and everybody who listens to this podcast should see. It's mm-hmm. about that very subject about how he's a god and a demon to Star Wars fans. Really? Yeah. He's the person who gave life and constantly take takes it away. Right. <clears throat> what are some of the worst things he's done? 
Uh, just the, I mean, there's a big part of the movie is about the, the, the digital re-releases. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Greedo versus Han yeah. first thing, and then... And him just being like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. And then how, like, the kids who grew up watching the Star Wars prequels kind of like them, and how, like, their nerdy dads are angry about that. Right. Right. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, Do that... the kids really like them? I mean, they're more childish. That's yeah, their problem. Yeah, they're childish, and, like... It, it, it like has interviews with fans and they're like, my fucking kid likes Jar Jar Binks. Really? <laughs> <laughs> my fucking kid liked Jar Jar Binks. Like liked what happened to him? Like he's not around anymore. Let's just say that he was like covered in blood. Uh, so yeah. So that's Star really Wars funny. Well, it's crazy. funny because I feel like every generation is getting their Star Wars trilogy and every generation gets the Star Wars trilogy they deserve. Like, right. the original OG one is, like, the baby boomers. Like, everyone loves it. It's, like, perfect. Like, flawless. <laughs> like, we nailed it. And then we millennials, of course, get the bullshit, yeah. <laughs> bullshit prequels. Like, as usual, so many promises delivered and get unfulfilled. Complete, unfulfilled completely. Uh, and then these kids get the perfect, probably learned Learn from all the mistakes, Ugh. just nostalgic enough, just innovative enough new ones. Whatever. It's fucked up. And also, what did we get when we were younger? The re-releases. Yeah. Which is literally more baby boomers being like, the way we did it, on, we just nailed it. Like, you guys just <laughs> watch these. Like, this is the way to do it. I mean, must we keep getting fucked like this? Uh, yeah. I don't know. These new ones are going to be great, I think. We have cooler other stuff, though. Like what? Um, Like hookup apps and Pokemon. <laughs> Oh, Jackpot. These movies ruined us. Uh, <laughs> we have other cool stuff. I guess. Don't blame it on. Don't blame it on. On, on, on J. Luke. Yeah, on G. Luke. On G. Luke. <laughs> He's got enough enemies. Got a lot of enemies. He really does have a lot of enemies. I mean, I'm one of them. Like, everyone's like the best. The, there's six movies. The best one is the one he then directs. <laughs> like, the second one of the original. Yeah, yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Right. What is up? Okay, but I should throw a quick note i don't like star wars i never have you've seen all of them though, i've seen you? them and i cannot wait for this new one <laughs> um but it's definitely like a pressure cooker i'm just yeah, kind of like yeah. i have no choice i don't have uh i mean i don't have like a whole, I, I like star wars i've always liked star wars i don't have any like big s- fan no not really you weren't like game of thrones no i'm like really into game of thrones yeah like star wars i'm like you could take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Is it because you like history more than you like, like mm, sci-fi? Might be the case. Mm-hmm. There's people in, uh, there's people in at my work who are such big Star Wars fans that they were wearing. There was people who were wearing Star Wars outfits yesterday. No, they had. I no. mean, just like just t-shirts and like <laughs> stuff like that. And they, a bunch of people at work downloaded uh, a Chrome extension that blocks out any potential spoilers just how what does it do it just scans the page i guess so yeah it looks for keywords or something but yeah they i mean there's people who take it seriously and i i realize like i don't really give a shit if like stuff gets spoiled for me right i don't really care about the plot i just care about like the i kind of care accumulation of all of it i feel like no i feel that I mean, like ooh. if Kylo Ren comes tomorrow and like, you know, the end of the movie is like him jacking a dog off. I don't, that doesn't, you could tell, I mean, he dies at the end of the movie and your idea of a someone, spoiler is really, is so off. JJ Abrams. I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> what if you're like, look, I don't care about spoilers. Like, yeah. Is he going to jerk a dog off? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen these movies. Like, I know what's going to happen. There's like, some weird stuff that happens in movies sometimes. And you know. Yeah. I mean, Wookiees. Here's here's like a fun fact that I learned. Oscar Isaac's character in the new Star Wars movie is a Wookiee. No, but was conceived. His character's backstory is that he was conceived at like literally. He was conceived at the Return of the Jedi party at the end of that movie. Oh whoa! Yeah, interesting. So and there's like not. I don't know if you've seen that, but there's not a lot of women there. And there's mostly guys in Wookiees, so I wonder if he's supposed to be half Wookiee. He's half Wookiee? Yeah, I think his, like, I think his dad fucked a Wookiee. I like Wookiees. And I like I mean, Oscar and I like Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. Also, he's very furry, so Wookiee daddy. So, well, that's cool. Interspecies stuff. I would love a good interspecies, hot interspecies moment. No, but my point is, like, I don't really give a shit about the plot. It's all about, like, you know, like, to me... I feel so- that. 
It's such like when I was a kid, like I never watched Star Wars for the plot. I watched it for like the Star Wars battles and like the cool racer stuff scene. Yes, of course. But also like okay, so like when people are talking about spoilers, what they're talking about now isn't like spoilers. What they're talking about is sort of like any sort of Easter egg that connects back to the original movies. I think that's what people don't want spoiled. Oh, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't think people care if they find I mean, I think they do care. I I guess that's what I care about. Like I don't care about Star Wars. I'm not going to care about any of the ones that come out after this, and they're going to come out every single year. Whoa, every year? Every year. That's too much. There's another Star Wars movie. Is every... one of those ones where they already made all of them? No, it's not. But no, every other year is a chapter in the new trilogy, and every year in between is a standalone oh, right. film. right. So next year, there's this movie coming out called Rogue One that's about, like people who stole the blueprints for the Death Star and it's like takes place back in the original timeline and then the year after that will be episode whatever like seven. eight no eight whatever. this is seven right whatever. so it's endless but I don't care about any of them I just care about this one because I want I my like favorite thing in sequels that have taken a long time to like gestate or like prequels or anything is just sort of like figuring out like where we've been in the time since and like where we're at now 30 years after the events of the Return of the Jedi. Three? 30. Oh, I was, I was like, everyone forgot what a Jedi was in three years. This keeps happening in every Star Wars movie. Everyone's like, That's Jedi, please. Yeah, right. The Force, like, you're crazy. Like, like, this is only 70 years after the yeah. original movies, <laughs> like, or the, the prequels. You know yeah, I mean? totally. I'm like, none of your dads talked about this. Nobody. No one wrote anything down. You guys didn't hologram anything. Yeah, before. honest. And like, wait, and once again, you're poor living in right. another desert world. Like, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. oh no, that's the that's Harry, Harry Potter, Potter thing. Bro. <laughs> they start with similar sequence, like uh, sounds. Like, doo -doo. wait, how do you do song? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it sounds like a polyphonic ringtone. Um. But yeah, I'm excited. I have a lot of theories. That's my favorite Star Wars song, by the way. Of all of them? Yeah. Yeah, what are the big ones? There's like the big John Williams one. Yes, yeah. And then, of course, the Imperial Death March. That one's good. That one's good. That one is like so close to like... Symphony music. They really nailed it with the music. Yeah, it's it's truly iconic. Yeah, truly iconic. John Williams knows what he's doing. Yeah, but yeah, I think I like that one more too. Like the pan flute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 probably had John Williams sang it to himself the first time he was thinking of it, or when he pitched it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they come into like the recording session and they have like the rough skeleton of the song, and it's like. What I want the music to sound like is basically just And George is like, I just don't give a fuck. I already hate just do whatever. I hate these movies already. He just didn't even care. Yeah. Yeah. It's so brutal. Or you know sometimes how they'll like release a soundtrack and it's like the songs in the movie or like the soundtrack in the movie and then like the Disney like re-recording. Yeah. Like Demi Lovato's version of like the Frozen <laughs> theme song. I want my version of this on the Force Awakens soundtrack. Yeah. Like the pop radio edit. But yeah, Star so, Wars. So do you have any theories about where these movies are going? N I don't care. Mm. Okay. I don't care. Do you think that home that girl is anyone's kid? Do you care about any of this? Uh, it'll be interesting if they try to tie it back to like she's Han Solo's daughter. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's someone's kid, right? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I do and don't. I really don't care. You just don't care. No, not really. Here's something I care about. I want. I want to see it. I'm excited to see it. Are you gonna see it on IMAX? Uh, I don't know. I'll try. I guess. Mm. You're fucked up if you don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure, I'll see you on IMAX. Thank you. Yeah. Real IMAX? Yes, real IMAX. Because you know there's a fake IMAX. Yeah, somewhere in Brooklyn, right? Somewhere called Earth, there's tons of fake IMAXes. Oh, okay. I'll never forget when I saw Star Trek on quote-unquote IMAX, went to San Jose, it was, just a, it was like, oh, this is a good LCD screen or LED screen or whatever. Mm -hmm. It felt like I was in like the TV section of a Best Buy. Yeah. I was like, this isn't an IMAX. You know when IMAX like dwarfs you? Yeah. It takes my breath away every time I'm in an IMAX theater. I'm never used to it. I just see that screen and I'm like, Jesus. Right. That's what I want. We I want to be taken. on this earth. Yeah, I look at that screen and I'm like, you are the master. You rule me. <laughs> the minute I enter that room, I succumb. Uh, so let's talk about a movie that we've already seen. And that actually is is uh, worth the hype. I don't know. Yeah, is also it? takes place on an ice planet. Ice planet, known um, as the 1830s. Yeah. 
uh, Wyoming. Yeah. On oh, is that where we I decided think so. it is? I think you're probably right. Or Minnesota somewhere. That makes sense. Um, that's like my favorite Vegas joke when I host my future Vegas variety Vegas show, show, where it goes, um, so where are you from? Minnesota. I'm sorry? Minnesota. No, I heard you. I'm just sorry. Nice. Hit it! And then like, right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we saw The, the Revenant. New, the Revenant, the new um, Inuritu film. Leo. Starring Leo D. A bear. A bear, and, you know, when that bear is a rockin', don't right. come a knockin'. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's actually open with the fact that spoiler spoiler rumors of bear rape have been greatly exaggerated. Unfounded, Unfounded lies, frankly. Yeah, there's a lot of missionary positioning, but then immediately it becomes like a gnawing of like the. It's arm like the, the bear, it, the bear like mauls Leo. Darth mauls Leo. He Darth mauls Leo, and uh, Leo does the smart thing, I guess, and and plays dead. And then the bear. It kind of looks like he could start to rape Leo. Yeah. I kept being like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Literally. But then he's just toying with him. Yeah. He's just like trying to play. Blue ball. Yeah, blue balling him. Anyway. Yeah. And it's a mama bear. Right. As you astutely pointed out. Because she's with cubs. Right. Why would a dad be with the cubs? Where's Neil deGrasse Tyson's like animal equivalent to poke the holes in the pre-hype cycle of this movie? I don't know. Where's he at? That was sad though. That was really a bummer. Yeah. So I was ready for the movie to be a letdown. Were you? What? I mean, that was like the first 15, 20 minutes, and I was like, so I'm not getting very okay. <laughs> That's not disappointing or anything. That's not total crop okay for sure. Uh, okay. So that right, just right, happened. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So... Imagine the Revenant, but with that person also on your <laughs> on your group. Just a lot of like rugged explorers, and someone just like, okay, it's not freezing or anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> so uh, yes, no bear rape. No bear rape. But do you want to give the plot of the Revenant? The Revenant stars Leonardo DiCaprio as as Hugh Glass. Hugh Glass. They call me Hugh Glass. A Hugh Glass. He's a Frontiersman, I believe it's the 1830s or 1820s. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a little half Native American son that he takes around killing stuff with, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like supposed to be the the scout for this like fur trading company. Mm-hmm. They get amb- he's like in the middle of doing stuff. They get ambushed by a, a group of Native Americans who are a group looking for. We later find out that they're like looking for the the, the leader's daughter. Mm-hmm. And basically, the whole movie. There's two simultaneous stories kind right. of going on. Kind of. With one really being dominant. The whole movie is Leo trying to. He gets mauled by the bear. Their whole company like kind of goes crazy, and then they decide to leave Leo, <clears throat> and he gets like looked after by these two guys who are supposed to look after him. But then one kind of goes crazy, kills Leo's son, and then the whole movie is Leo trying to, they like ditch him, and then the whole movie is Leo trying to get back to the fort and yeah. get revenge on this guy who killed his son. Great summary. Yeah. Right. And then he's also trying to run away from the uh, the Native American tribe who's who's looking for this guy's daughter. Right. Because they think he's connected to... The yeah, they daughter. see a white man on the land, right. they're not about to be like, so tell me something. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be like, what's up? Simultaneously, right. the French are also around. Yeah, they're kind of like a periphery group, right? Trading with both sides, right, right. Yeah, you know, being, you know, doing what the French do, yeah, which is really just betray you. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but this, I, there's nothing bad to say about the Quebec people because I'll get punched in the face. Right, the Quebec people are perfect, <laughs> yeah. flawless, yeah. Um, and don't smell right like cheese. They smell great. They smell great. They yeah. smell fresh. I can to that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. They smell like Irish Spring. Right. Um, French Spring. French Spring. <laughs> which is actually just a block of brie right. <laughs> with a wine cork in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is brutal. It's brutal? It's, it's brutal. One of those ones where you d- it's like three hours go by and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I like got up and was like, my body was in a- this like really stiff 90 degree angle and I did not let my back like release at any point yeah, during it, was, it. It was pretty uh won't be watching that movie for a while. Yeah, I definitely need a minute away from it, which is honestly how I feel about most of Inuritu's films. This is Inuritu is the guy who directed Amoris Peros. Birdman. Birdman, most famously I he guess. Did, uh, um Beautiful, Twenty One Grams. Yes, Twenty One Grams. Babel. Babel. 
Um, this movie is a return to his gruesome, violent... A lot of violence. His obsession with death is bad. I mean, that's in Birdman, too. I mean, all of his themes are still are constant. He's, like, obsessed with fathers and sons and, like... Death. Pa- or, like, parents. He's obsessed yeah. with the idea of death and, like, what makes a man a man. Those themes just run through all his movies. Birdman was the only one that let me, like, chill for a little bit. Yeah. And, like, sit on those while just watching something cute. It's funny that he should win the Oscar for that. This yeah. movie is technically crazy. Yeah. I do not know how he did this in less than a year. That was, like, my first thought coming up. Really interesting. Really beautiful. Great, uh, yeah, beautiful. The settings are great. Mm-hmm. The characters are pretty solid. Tom Hardy is an amazing actor. Okay, so Tom Hardy is... Like, maybe one of the best actors working at a semi-mainstream rate right yeah. now, I think. He's great. He's so... Would you say he's underrated? I think he's kind of underrated. People don't really talk about him that much. They don't talk about him that much. Yeah. Him and Jeremy Renner are, like, two of my fave underrated actors. Jeremy Renner. I love Jay Ren. Do you not? Kylo Ren? I don't Ren? think he... Doesn't he, does he not have, like, a career anymore? I feel like he just has a rough agent who keeps being like, we're going to put you in this franchise because the person who's in it is about to leave. <laughs> and then it's going to be you. So they put him in Mission Impossible. Born. They put him in Born. Yeah. And in both of those, the Matt Damon and Tom Cruise are like, mm, we're going to stick around. Yeah. And then Jeremy Renner just becomes their sidekick. And he's also the one... The one- Marvel character who doesn't have a standalone movie. Right, totally. They're like, okay, sorry about those last two mistakes, Jeremy, but I got your role as a Hawkeye in the Avengers movies, and you know how these movies work. And then two weeks later, it's like, so bad news, Jeremy. Right. Like, everyone's getting their own movie, you're just, but you're not going to get one of those. But you do get to be like his si- sidekick. Yeah, sidekick. You get to be another sidekick. At least he was in her locker. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was what broke him. Emotionally, physically, and also in the industry. Yeah, he was good in her locker, even though I don't think that movie's that great. But um, a lot of people love it. I don't love it, but it was like one of those. uh, Yeah, it's definitely like do you have a pine cone in my ass or like what's going on? I like Zero Dark Thirty more, which I actually think is like a controversial choice. People don't really like that movie. I like that movie. Yeah, I think that movie is really great. I think that movie is like really well constructed. Um, but yeah, Tom Hardy is so good. I love him. Tom Hardy does more with his eyes than. Entire actors do with any part of their body. Yeah. Would any you say, part. Would you say he had a stronger performance than Leonardo? I think he... I mean, it depends on, like, what you respond to, right? Like, I feel like that is, like, the split. Like, some people love physical transformations and, like, physical body work. And some people like nuanced acting. I'm not taken, really, by physical stuff. Yeah. You know, so like when Eddie Redmayne won the Oscar for Theory of Everything, I was like, I get it. You can see the acting on the screen. Or when like someone loses weight or gains weight or put on like prosthetic makeup to look ugly. Like, I get it, yeah. I guess. But I also just don't really see why this woos you so much. Mm. Humans, Academy. Um, you know, I just don't really get it. I, I think, a, what do you think? I have a, yeah, I mean, I would agree that I'm more, uh, inclined to not be wooed by physical transformation yeah. and makeup and stuff. And I think uh, Tom Hardy was a better actor in this movie than Leonardo. Significantly. He had more lines. He had more to do. It's he true. He had more to do. He had more to do. DiCaprio's whole role is basically just grimacing in pain. Which is kind of... right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is... The movie's a metaphor for his quest for an Oscar. Yeah. If anything. Right. Just, that, like, there was a scene where he, <laughs> like, lights a fire and then... <laughs> just yeah, like right. puts it on his neck and is like, ah! <laughs> and I'm like, this is him in front of his agent. Like, what will it take? <laughs> I don't think he's going to win the Oscar. I don't think out. so either. I mean, honestly, his shot at the Oscar was the aviator. I don't know what went wrong that year. And I don't even know who won. The aviator? I think that was his most Oscar-y performance. That was the most like stereotypical Oscar. Most stereotypical. Role. What year was that? Let's see who won that year. We're gonna bring up our um, our intern Siri. Mm-hmm. Siri, what year was the <laughs> aviator made? Which one? Uh, oh. Okay. Off to the right start, the first one, right? Yeah, I definitely I definitely mean Warbirds, Diary of an Unknown Aviator. The aviator was released to some Okay. Wow. Who won the Oscar for Best Actor in 2004? Who beat Daddy? What if I said, Siri, who beat Daddy? Here's some information. Adrian Broner. Brody. Sean Penn. For what? Mystic River. 
The, I cannot get the Academy's frequency. Is he going to be the next... Um, who is that old British drunk guy who never won an Academy Award? Oh, my God, who? Peter O'Toole? Yeah. Did he not win? I don't think he won. You're right. I don't think he did win. Maybe. Could he be? Okay, well, I don't care. I don't he think care? he's a good actor. Does he care? Does Leonardo DiCaprio care? That's a, that's a good question. I think he doesn't, but I think he also has an ego and totally does. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, he's I think I think every actor cares. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't star in all these movies. You know what? I think you care when your movies keep getting nominated. And you the thing is, he you know? should make better... Like, he shouldn't have been in that shitty Greg Gatsby remake. That was cr- a crazy choice. Yeah. That was such a weird call. Did he get nominated for Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Or no, he... Yes. Did he? Yes, he got nominated, but Does didn't he get win. nominated for every movie? He doesn't. Sometimes he, does. he just doesn't. He didn't get nominated for Revolutionary Road. He... Did he get nominated for Gangs of New York? I yeah, kept, he does. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. I kept thinking of... So there's like a couple scenes in this movie where he like has to skin stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking of his role in Blood Diamond. Mm. When he's like scanning the right. monkey. Right. Like Leo in Blood Diamond. Right. Ridiculous. <laughs> with his accent. Yeah, with that stupid that South stupid African accent. That stupid accent. He's not a good actor. I don't think he's good. I mean, I kind of would have given him the Oscar in Wolf of Wall Street. I thought he was pretty good in that. I thought he was great in that. Yeah. And I'm kind of down to give... That's like a comedic performance. Yeah. Like the scene where he's crawling on Quaaludes to his car is like probably one of the best scenes of like comedy I've seen in like a movie in a really long time. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So the Revenant had some really interesting scenes. A lot recommend of everyone see it. Cool stuff about uh, human nature and animals and just bestiality. Bestiality. Native Americans. Do we feel bad? Always. The whole yeah, always. Don't you just always feel bad? Yeah, it's tough to not to. Watching that movie when one of the Native American leaders is literally like, "You took everything from us, our land, and now my daughter." I was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Yeah. Don't you feel so bad? Yeah. Your people should go to hell. You're here too. I mean, just for a minute. You know, <laughs> if, I, if Trump has his way, I'm on my way out. <laughs> So, you need to fix this. Uh, yeah, my bad. Sorry, I don't have guys. time to spring clean. I'm packing to leave. On behalf of the Dale family, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't like the fact that this happened. Because it just reminds you, this country was built on Violence. absolute bloodshed. Yeah. It probably has something to do with all the shootings. You, you, you would think. Watching that, I, it's hard not to sort of consider And that. plus, you're like, watching the previews and like every freaking movie is like, Everybody just has guns in every yeah. movie. Yeah. Every single poster, movie poster you see in the subway is just like Mark Wahlberg with a giant, yeah. huge gun, The Rock with a huge gun. The movie American Ultra, they didn't tell you what the movie it's was about. Guns. It was just a picture of Jesse Eisenberg holding right. a gun. Yeah. That movie, Two Guns, featuring two people holding with guns. guns. America so. loves it. Love the violence. It's it's pathetic. Love the that guns. That you cannot have a, po- in a poster without a gun in it. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, this movie really, it feels timely without meaning to, I think. Mm. You know? It just yeah. has, like, a lot of things that feel like they're just on the pulse. Mm. They're not really about those things, and I don't think you're going to walk out thinking about them in any real way, but it's about borders and, like, the arbitrariness of borders and, like, you know, ownership over space and, like, identity and also just, like, violence and yep. masculinity and... All those things feel really kind of this real. Weird, like code of of honor. Yeah, totally. About. Yeah, this code it's of like this yeah thing that animals have with each other, and, like, right? Humans have with each other, and then what happens when that code of honor is broken? Right. The more removed you get from the land, yeah, the more that code of honor becomes like abstract. It's pretty good in terms of sort of facilitating that image. I mean, the opening scene is like really fascinating in that way. Which one's the opening scene? The f- scene where like the natives sort of like descend on like. Oh, yeah, All of right. the explorers or whatever. And the All camera the sort of changes its POV as it, like, follows person to person. So, like, mm. someone will be killed, and then the camera will follow the person who killed them until that person's killed, and then it follows oh, the next yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And so you're sort of, like, really immediately thrown into the point of view of everyone mm. in this space at once. Right. Until they split, and then the two stories kind of really start. Right. And, yeah, it just feels like a really good way to be like, okay, this so much of this country's history is built on like parallel narratives and it's always just about which is the one that's going to be most dominant and that's going to be the one that's like most intense always the one that has the most power it's crazy 
Welcome to the United States of America. Heard of it? Heard of it. Downer, but real. So, so everyone, see The Revenant. See The Revenant. Starring Tom Hardy um, with a cameo from Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Um, and yeah, a lot of a lot of good movies out this time of year. Yeah. I just love the form. <laughs> Thank you, Lumiere Brothers. <laughs> Thank you, Lumiere Brothers, for this gift. <laughs> Should I start really like doing? It's kind of Dak Jail. If I ever win an Oscar, I'll be like, thank you so much. I dedicate this to the Lumiere brothers who gave us a present. Dead silence in the Kodak theater. Also, what are you going to fucking win an Oscar for? (laughs) For best, like, this isn't a real category. Um, Best smile? Who wrote this in in crayon? Thank you! Oh my god. Okay, so the GOP debate. Okay, no so, segue for so that. So quick but. update on election twenty sixteen. We didn't watch didn't the watch it. fifth GOP debate. Didn't even the know it was on. Fifth. You didn't know it was on? How do you not know? I don't know. Why am I paying attention to the GOP debate? Well, it feels like you can't escape it. <laughs> it just feels my like... My favorite thing is like when I'll go on my Twitter account and then all these idiot sports tw- uh, tweeters that I follow will start tweeting about the GOP debate and then I know it's time to get off Twitter. Right. Yeah. Why? Because are those people actually it's like, watching? Because so, it's such a boring night on sports. No one's right. watching anything, but they're watching the GOP debate because you have to watch something. You have to watch something. And if you like sports, the GOP debate is as close as you're going to get to sports. Right. To some sort of verbal battle. Yeah, it definitely, it's that kind of macho sort of cockfighting for sure. There's nothing happening on the level of policy discussion or anything resembling no. politics. It's closest it's to boxing. Yeah. You know, so you might as well. I heard you're a bitch. Like, oh, you did? Like, yeah. That's when they did. That's essentially All I know is that Donald Trump said, I'm going to build a wall. It's going to be a great wall. No one's going to get through. No drugs are going to get through. (laughs) It's going to be six stories, penthouse at the top, (laughs) gold plated. Like, what, Donald? It's going to be a great wall. He said that. I'm going to build a wall. It's going to be a great wall. No drugs are going to get through. That's so fucking dumb. I'm just trying to, like, I don't even want to talk about this, but I just want to know, like, how can such vague language like what is he gonna do when he becomes president i just want to if he became like what would he do that would be such an embarrassing part of humanity what would happen if he even becomes like the candidate for the republicans like you get out of the country please right republicans who voted for him that would just be just leave embarrassing what would that mean for the next election they should band together like ants do and then just like wade right. out into the middle of the Pacific Ocean <laughs> yeah, and totally. just go. And leave. Trump can be at the middle of you guys. Yeah. F- form a human raft. Yeah. <laughs> just get on my back. Yeah, please just leave. I mean, what is going to happen? The next election is going to be like, <sighs> we put together six slices of bologna right. and we took a car jumper cable and now it is conscious. And we are voting, <laughs> for, this, we're voting for this electrified bologna sandwich <laughs> because we feel like it's saying the things that we are thinking. Like, can it get crazier? This is this bologna sandwich has never been a politician. <laughs> he spent his life as a sandwich. And he knows what we're talking about. He knows. About. He yeah. speaks for the everyman. Right. He is made up of two <laughs> slices of white bread, a slather of just sweet, sweet mayo, and absolute ripe bologna. And we put jumper cables on it two hours ago, and it burnt to a crisp. He speaks for me and my family, says like Joe Nobody from like... Joe the Michigan. plumber. Joe from, the plumber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Palin's right. like fuck buddy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm more scared for four, five years from now when a bologna sandwich <laughs> becomes the GOP front runner. Yeah. <laughs> so bologna twenty. What year will that be? So that's sad. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it's, it's lame that it they have to play it at, at you know on a Tuesday night when there's nothing else on. Right. Everybody's watching this. Right. The de- Democratic debate is on like a Sunday afternoon. Right. During NFL football. Right. Or like a, yeah, like a Friday night. Yeah. Anyway. It's really weird. I'm glad I, I didn't know. watch it. I'm not going to watch these. I'm not going to watch it. I will not watch it. I will. I we're, we're already putting too much time into it. I just, 
cannot believe this language is happening. Yeah. It's so funny because I just think of politics as so abstract now. I think of war as really abstract. I think of like the economy as really abstract. Like none of these things feel like real things. So talking about policy and the level of like I'm building a wall, a tangible it's really thing. Crazy. It just feels so far removed from yeah. how I think the world works anymore. Right. It feels like quote unquote politics is like its own thing. And then like yes. everything that's fucked up is like a separate thing that just doesn't get addressed totally completely because you're using such vague language and just like that's why i don't like trust any politician i don't trust anyone yeah i don't trust anyone like well i guess hillary's like the least of the evils hillary's the one i'm voting for 100 percent. yeah but i'm not like expecting her to do anything yeah i think she could do some things i don't think so but i don't know if they're the things we care about i'm totally burned by obama's change thing yeah but i mean like not his fault. I know, but we were idealistic, stupid 18, or how old were 19, 20? 18. Time. It was the first time I voted. Yeah, first was time him I in the primary. For the presidential election. And you just kind of think that something's going to happen, and then it doesn't, and then you're like, oh, wait, this is... I mean, yeah, but I also just kind of feel like this is why the whole Bernie, like, momentum feels really, like, yeah. problematic. It's like... This is not Bernie, and even in a way Obama, but I was like too young to really know then. And also the climate was just so different then. I mean, yeah. every, in every sense, like there just wasn't such like a seismic shift and just like, yeah, everything. Um, but you don't get someone like Bernie as a president by voting twice a decade. Right. You know, that's a president, you a radical president who's this direct, radical being relative, it's only radical because every other president is, like, spouting such bullshit that someone who, like, comes across this clearly feels radical. But, like, a president like this is someone you get if you show up to vote for everything. Yeah. Democracy has to be a well-oiled machine. You have to be voting for your mayor, for your governor, for your senate rep. You have to be voting for everyone to put all the pieces in place. To then, yeah, all of that. To then have somebody like Bernie Sanders come in and actually get shit passed. Like... You gotta, yeah. Right. Democracy is a machine. You, can't, it's like a car motor. You can't start it every four years and be like, we're good to go. Right. That's why you gotta vote for the shark. If you're gonna do the relaxed ass democratic way of going about things, you need someone who looks like a businesswoman. That's probably why Trump's doing well. That's why GOP people probably do well because they ask people to do the least. They're like, just show up every four years and we'll take care of everything. But we just don't have your best interest. But you don't seem to care anyway. I'm gonna start voting now. Yes. You inspired me. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. Is that true? No. Mm, well, give it a shot. The thing is, like, even if I do go out to vote, every chance I get, it's just not gonna matter. It does. It does matter. Not really. <laughs> You're so give gross. up. Everybody, just give up. I do not endorse this message. People. I do not endorse this message. Like to be led. That is true. I will say that democracy is not a natural thing for humans. I, I advocate for uh, going back to the Game of Thrones style king, mm. lord. What do you call that? Opponent. It's not totalitarian. Feudalism. That? Feudalism. People like that. Yeah. People like it. Why do people like that? You just like being led. You don't have to think. You don't have to make any rash decisions. But weren't those the most important advancements humans made? Yeah. Free will yeah. to think, to right. choose. Because <laughs> like, back then you like super chill to be like, nah, ugh, yeah. it's been really exhausting. Yeah. Because you like to have opinions on what's happening. You don't like to, you know, do the do the do the dirty work. Of what? Forming of of, change? of making change, yeah. Mm. I just like to sit back and comment. Right. That's why we have a podcast. Right. <laughs> and not a grassroots nonprofit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think that that is the dark truth. Democracy does not come naturally to people. People don't want to do it. You know what people do want to do? What? Listen to our good friends of the week. Hell yeah. That's our good friends of the week theme yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. My good friend of the week is uh, someone who I've recently... Shall remain nameless. Yeah, someone who <laughs> shall remain nameless. Okay. No, I've been, I've been uh, kind of, for the past year, I've been starting to pick up steam on listening to uh, Howard Stern. Um, I've always really kind of been aware of him. Didn't really, didn't have access to XM Radio. Uh, but, <laughs> Who did, but honestly? now I've worked out this scheme system where I set up a new email account uh, every month and uh, sign up for the... <laughs> For the month free trial for XM uh, Radio. How many free email or how many fake emails do you have? Uh, like how many dummy emails? I do you have, have enough 
of I have enough legit emails. Mm. Like I've signed up the Good Friends podcast for the free. Oh my god! Thing Hell yeah! Before, so okay. Good luck with that my work one, my personal one. I have like another one for this stupid online class that I'm taking. Okay. Uh, I don't. I haven't. I have yet to. Say, I have like my Yahoo one that I oh, do, use to play fantasy how sports. How much is this a month? XM. Uh, pricey. Uh, pricey. Well, no, it's like ten bucks a month, which is like. I mean, it's free if you do this. Right. <laughs> so I've been listening to Howard Stern. Jesus. Okay. He's my good friend because yesterday he re-signed with Sirius for another five years. That's a big, that's a long contract. It's five a long years? contract. He usually does these five-year contracts. He's going to come out with an app, apparently. They're going to put a, <gasps> Are you going to buy that and no, just skip this whole content? I don't know. Let's just do it. I want. <laughs> I, if there was a way to just pay for his channel, then yeah, I would I do have it. a feeling that's what he's probably going to do. I hope because I don't fucking care about... Anything else on XM? 2K pop or... Yeah. <laughs> 90s on 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, or these the Broadway channel. Um, Making that your no. homepage every chance I get. Uh, so, yeah. So like, good, Pippi! Good job, uh, Howard How much Stern. was it for? Uh, I don't know the, the, de- the like, money-wise details. Ugh, that's what I'm always curious about. Yeah. Chica Bonita. I kind of thought that he should have done something, like, on the... Because people our age don't really... He's not, like, relevant anymore, really. Yeah. Outside of people who have been listening to him for, like, 30 years. Yeah. So I kind of thought that he should do like a Pandora station or like a Spotify thing. That would have been smart. Yeah. Yeah. Or if Netflix was sort of getting into some sort of weird right. streaming situation. But apparently now they're reintroducing a video aspect to the show. Mm. Because they used to have Howard TV, which would run on E. Oh, I remember. You remember like those 11. shows? Yeah, right. They'd run on E and then he had like an on-demand show uh, through Comcast. Right. Um, but now they're getting back into video. Is he still that crazy? No, they're kind of dumbed down a little bit. Like, does he still bring strippers and stuff? No, the past couple shows haven't been. They don't really do like the whole like sexy stripper porn star. Yeah, yeah, stuff. he's over it. I, I I can't tell if he's over it or if he's just like not feeling it right now. They still have very inappropriate jokes about sex and stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good. But their skits are more like, you know, they'll like pour. They have like they'll have Richard Christie taste the beers with his asshole. Oh, they like pour beers in his ass, and he has to guess what the beers. Like. So stuff like that they'll still do, but he had definitely has like a shorter fuse. And I think he's getting older. He's getting older, and I think that he's had a rough five years because Robin almost died, and right the whole like already leaving died, the show, already, yeah. and yeah, it's just kind of been. I think it's it's like a new the show at times feels like it needs something f- like some fresh blood, right? Um, and it kind of just has. He's kind of fallen into routine at times. It's totally. It's felt like a lot of tan mom. Yeah, loves tan mom now. God, lots what of is content there to around love? tan mom because she's always drunk and says fucking ridiculous stuff. Yeah, so like a grade A stern. Right. Yes. The other day he brought in tan mom was supposed to be fighting a, a post post op woman in a uh-huh. in a fight. <laughs> uh, so he brought both of them in, and the, this this. This uh, th- this uh, transsexual woman is like a very mouthy woman from Philly. Oh who, no! Yeah. So her and Tan Mom going at it was pretty good radio. Was he just like sitting back and like, like love? Fuck you, bitch! Oh, the Hurt Stern wasn't saying that. That was. Oh the, my god. That was the uh, the transsexual. Woman. I have to see uh, this. But yeah, so Stern was like kind of sitting back and just kind of like giggling at like, all this. Ha- yeah, because so nice. Tan Mom is very offensive. Right. And does not. Does not is is not the most open minded of people. She probably burnt her cells to a crisp. Yeah, brain cells. She's pretty dumb. Yikes! And then they, he brought Loves on that. he brought on her her uh, yet to be divorced husband, who she <gasps> openly like hates, and the husband's like, "I love her. I wish I was still with her." No, and she's like, "Get out of here, you uh, fucking idiot!" And he's like, "I can't. Yeah. Please wait. I have to watch this." Yeah. I have to watch. You have to bring this up after we're done with this. That sounds so sad. The husband like, please. Yeah. I beg you, take me back. He's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's uh, awful. So Maybe anyway. he does need fresh blood. Who? Who could he bring? What could he do? Uh, I don't know. It's funny. I really like it when he brings on. He did an interview with Ike Barinholtz, who's mm. like a comedian. Who's yeah, a yeah. Project and it, I knew him like, from Mad TV. He's great because he's such a big Stern fan, and it's like funny to hear. He's a funny guy, first of all, and it's like funny to hear him talk uh, about like his favorite Stern moments and. Mm. He, yeah, he's he's funny. Whenever they bring on the comedian Eric Andre is also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's clever. He yeah, maybe they, they need the, more Adult Swim like weirdos because that breed of comedy is very like stern influenced right. in some way. That right. kind of like absurd stream of consciousness. Uh, but I don't know. They I don't really know what they're gonna do because they kind of do need like at least a third person in the studio to fill in like the. 
But he's just kind of cranky now. He just kind of wants to do his own thing. And yeah. he's just, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, he's always been a crank, but it doesn't really feel as zany as you listen to the old clips and it's like really zany and like a mile yeah. a minute and stuff. And now it's just kind of like, ugh. Right, totally. But also it feels like everything else is caught up with his pace. Yeah. It just feels less, you know, I'm sure when Stern came out for our parents, that didn't sound like anything else on radio. Right. And now everything sounds like probably I'm not really sure if you, like, I couldn't even name you another big radio star. Maybe like Opie and Anthony, but they like, right. don't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, I just think, yeah, no, totally. I mean, Charlemagne the God. I mean, I think of like hip hop. Yeah, the Breakfast radio. Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club. I think of, yeah, like Rosen and Pete Rosenberg, Sway. But even Sway was like a VJ first, so I really still know him through MTV even before I know his radio. You ever seen that clip of Little Debbie on Sway and then everyone's calling yeah. in and being like, fuck you, Little Debbie. Yes. You're a bitch. <laughs> yes. And, and Sway's like, like, oh. <laughs> Oh, next call. Like, yeah. fuck you. Like, oh, man. There's also one where, like, Lil Mama's on, and he's like, all right, let's take a call for Lil Mama. And someone's like, Lil Mama, like, what the fuck happened? What happened? And she immediately starts crying. She's like, it hasn't been easy. And Sway's like, oh, no. Sway. The Sway show might be the best one on the radio right now. I mean, yeah, that's the place to go to for hilarious clips. You don't have the answer, Sway? You don't have the answer, Sway? Ugh, iconic. Yeah, iconic. Great. I love Sway. Me too. He's really made the transition. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, if there's only a few VJs that like from MTV that whose names sort of still. Yeah, what's uh, what's his name Carson doing? Carson Daly's the most famous of all of them. He's yeah, like but our Dick Clark. What does Clark. he do anymore? He he's just... on the Today Show. He's one of the four oh, hosts of the Today Show. Okay, right. Kind of the kind of the jackpot. That's like what you're working towards. Right. I think. I mean, I guess Ryan Seacrest is sort of like He was a VJ? No, but he's sort of the new radio king. Ryan Se- uh, live with Ryan Seacrest or whatever is uh, or on air with Ryan Seacrest is like a really big show, but he's lame, so who cares? Anyway, so good job, Stern. Good job, Stern. I didn't even listen to him, and I love him. Yeah, good for him. Okay, so my good friend of the week is um, Star Wars. What was it? <laughs> Wait, what was it? Is oh my god, David O. Russell saw a private screening of his new film Joy last night. The film is okay, but. I left it really remembering that I just, like, love him a lot. I love David Russell a lot. Love Huckabees. Love, I, oh my god, that was, like, the, that was, like, the high school pretentious film du jour. Like, I, everyone who was, like, trying to be into it loved that movie, myself included, but it's still really good. I like it still. I love it. I love Three Kings. I was always... Three Kings, great. Yeah, I love that movie. I think it's, like, a great... Wasn't a big fan of American Hustle. You didn't love it? No. I don't know. I kind of, I like it, but I get it. I mean, it's not, it's definitely, you know, big. It's sort of like, so like glamorous and like Oscar-y and shiny. What was the one before that? The Fighter? Did he do The Fighter? No, Silver Linings Playbook. And then, yeah, yeah. but he did do The Fighter. Is The Fighter the one with Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg, Amy Adams, and Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. I like The Fighter was good. Yeah, me too, but that's like a straight drama. Yeah. I forget. I forget that he does like dramas too. What was the one you mentioned? Three Kings? No, three can't. No, 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 it was Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, I kind of like, like his screwball comedy yeah. movies. I think he has like a really great ear and like a really good just like his movies are just like just absurd enough. I mean, I Heart Huckabees is like literally absurd. Yeah, but even like all the other movies, there's sort of this like pace to his mm. scripts that are kind of like teetering on absurdity too. And I just like love that. It's like my favorite frequency of writing. Yeah. So I love him. This movie is not great. It's like kind of messy and like was probably made, like, a little too fast. But, I don't know. I really still love him. So, good friend of the week goes to that asshole. Side note. He's also <laughs> a nightmare to work with. Anyone who has not seen the YouTube video that's made up of, like, behind-the-scenes footage of I Heart Huckabees, where him and Lily Tomlin are screaming. Calling each other cunts. It is. Can we actually just put in a quick clip of it here? Sure. You can edit it in. Fuck you! I'm just trying to fucking help you. Do you understand me? No, no, I'm being a fucking collaborator. I was trying to help you figure out the fucking picture. Hey, bitch, I'm not here to be fucking yelled at. I worked on this fucking thing for three fucking years not to have some fucking cunt yell at me in front of the fucking crew when I'm trying to fucking help you, bitch. Figure it out yourself. Well, I have to figure it out. Yeah, fuck yourself. Why don't you fuck your whole movie? Because that's what you're doing. We better get some insurance against the 
you. That's all I was doing was trying to help you figure yeah. out what you think. But you know, talk to me. But if you know, talk to me. You want yelling? You want to die fucking yelling you before right now? No. I never fucking yelled at you, you fucking standard. That's yelling standard for the whole set. So... Vicious. It is so brutal. Oh, I know how to do it. Do All you know right. how to do it? Yeah. If not, we can ask our scorned former producer. Yeah, to do it for us. Um, but yeah, you can just like download the videos like an MP3 file. I think. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'll show you. But it's hilarious and mm-hmm. also so awkward. And he's like a nightmare to work with. It's funny. I'm I'm so surprised that Jennifer Lawrence like really loves working with him. Maybe she like just likes getting talked down to. Or maybe she can give it back. Maybe. I wonder. I really, really, really wonder. And I like Jennifer Lawrence. I really don't see what he keeps using her, seeing in her. I mean, she's great in these movies, but, like, my God. Yeah, it's time to give it a rest, huh? Give it a rest. Like, cast someone of age. All these women are, like, I see 40-year-old New Jersey or, like, like Philadelphia or, like, Boston. These, like, working-class tough moms. Cast Emma Stone for once, goddammit. She has a smoky voice. She can play older. Ugh. That course, I love a good course correction, theory but that one hurts yeah that one really hurts poor emma stone i love emma stone it happens well onto the bat the devil tongue of the week oh yeah it's that time of year it's that time of year the holidays like that's it hard stop right. yeah <laughs> they get the devil tongue of the week. devil tongue of the week goes to the holidays uh, uh, my least favorite being new year's the most stressful the most fun, but, like, everything leading up to it is so, like... It's very uh, high stakes, it feels like. Yeah, and it's like, can we find an ounce of chill? Yeah. Like, a dollop, good yeah. sir? Yeah. People lose their minds. Don't ask me about my plans. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask if we should try to meet up. Do you want to meet up, though? <laughs> For real? <laughs> I just want to go to a local drinking hole mm-hmm. and just sit down. <laughs> And then let the night come. Talk about old cranks. Oh my god, have the night come to you. Yeah, yeah. Go to ye old watering hole and see what goes down. Those Uh, are the most fun. No plan, plan. Yeah, right. It's just stressful. I mean, even like even like Christmas shopping is like. Oh Oh my god. (sighs) I literally just don't do it. So much anxiety because I'm so bad. I don't even like the smart people are the ones who like do it throughout the year. Pam is good. Mm. She'll like start shopping for Christmas stuff in like August when. You know, not on her mind. She sees something that she knows that I would like or mm. her grandparents would like. She buys it. Boom. Done. done. She doesn't have to worry about it. This idiot. I never think like that. Wait until, I never I wait until like, like 10 days before Christmas and then I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> How am I going to do this? How many gifts do you have to buy? I've already bought them. You did? I'm all ready to go. It's all, it's all, it's all over there. Everybody's getting gift cards because I'm oh on the East Coast. <laughs> gift cards for everybody. Let's see. Where's mine? You don't have one. Oh, that's so cute. Where to? Or you can't say because... Well, I guess you can't say that because they listen to this, don't they? What do you mean? Your brothers. Don't yeah, I'm not, give, I'm not telling them what they got. I mean... Oh, I see. I, don't, I think I made it clear that it was... Justice crazy. forever. Liberty forever. Thanks, Stamps. Um, thank you, Stamps.com. Stamps with no chill. Um, Yeah, no, it's true. Those are the good people. Claire's like that, too. I don't ever think to do that. I should start doing that. New Year's resolution. Buy Christmas gifts Ugh. in, like, March. <laughs> Another thing to hate about the holidays, the New Year's resolution. I know. I like doing a mantra. New instead Year's of mantra? Yeah, or like a, a line to check myself. What was your mantra last year? Check me, daddy? Um, <laughs> yeah, last year's mantra was daddy. No, last year's mantra was, um, well, I made it in 20. 20- 14 December, right? So right. it was about 2015. So in 2014, the line from the, this year was, um, last year was about paying dues. This year is about getting paid. That was my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> and daddy, All right. that was that was what I kept myself to. I was like, pay me daddy. Pay me daddy. Right. I'm worth the work. I, I work for it. I want it. That Good. was my mantra. I don't Good. know what this year's Good is going to be. Uh, maybe it can be like... Um... Betray me, father. Shredded lettuce. <laughs> Not so bad after all. So whenever I go to a sandwich place, they'll be like, mm, by the way, can I get shredded lettuce? <laughs> They're like, really? You don't want green leaf? I'm like, it's a, my recipe. <laughs> it's my mantra. <laughs> it's my mantra for the year. I like the <laughs> Facebook thread where Matt asked good sandwich places in Orange County. <laughs> I haven't heard a damn word. And then everyone was like, it's called Yelp, you idiot. Yeah. And then you were like, I'm really interested in this. I want to know. Let's get a follow-up here. 
And then like two days later, like, so where are we at on right. this? I mean, I really love sandwiches. I wasn't even being sarcastic. I wasn't trying to be yeah. mean. I'm really curious. I like, I bet you the best situation there. Cause there's like a lot, there's like a big Asian population in Irvine. It's a banh mi. I, a banh mi bread, but with maybe like a cured meat moment. I'm thinking banh mi Italian hybrid. Look for it. Okay. That's my dream. Keep an eye out. That's my County dream residence. sandwich. Yeah. OC. Whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. But. Oops. Yeah, I love that. Hope everyone. Remember my tattoo idea was with you. What was it like? Some stupid sandwich thing. Yeah, it was like the the heart that like bikers get that says mom oh, in it, right. but with sandwiches. In right. It. I still think that's you great. You should get it. Yeah, I should get it. New Year's New Year's. Maybe New we'll get a tattoo on New Year's with Eve. Shredded lettuce. With shredded lettuce. I actively ask for green leaf. I cannot believe I'm going into 2016 doing shredded all year. But it's I, good. do you have a mantra? You have two more weeks until our pre-New Year episode. Yeah, my mantra is, um, don't talk to me about the holidays. <laughs> all year? Yeah, all year. <laughs> Did you hear it's Bastille Day? <clears throat> Bastille Day. Okay. That's every holiday. Every single, every single one. holiday. Uh, no, I don't know. I always used to get just like, yeah, just sh- shopping for Christmas gifts kind of is a downer. Yeah, it's a lot. It's stressful. Running around. I honestly save it for when I'm home just because it's easier with a car. Ugh. Yeah. I'm you glad I'm not doing that place. thing. Mm. Well. Uh, plus, I just never know. I'm like the youngest, so everybody already owns a bunch of crap. Yeah, they're adults. Yeah, I'm like super poor still. I don't even know what to get people. Sometimes I don't even get anyone anything, and then some years I see something, I'm like, I'm going to get this. They're sporadic, my, my gift giving. Yeah. I give it when I find something. Yeah. I'll go six years not giving you a birthday present, and then <laughs> one year I'll be like, I just found something you would really like. All right, waiting for my birthday gift. Yeah, only Still, 26, only, <laughs> 24 only, years, yeah, or right. 23. 27. God. Yeah. Well, it's that time of the episode. It's that time of the episode where we have to say goodbye. It's my least favorite part, but it's the part that also is the most <laughs> true to life. Yeah, I guess so. I'm mad that I never found that San Franciscan. Talking. We're gonna. I know. We need to still try to find it, or else edit that entire moment out. I'm gonna. Have to um, so wait, we should say bye before we stop this madness. All right, guys. B movie. <laughs> Go see B movie. Go see B movie. <laughs> that should be our 2016 B movie. Like sign off. Sign off. Like go see B movie. Go see B movie. Um. Yeah. Did you notice last week I ended the episode right after you said B movie? Yeah. <laughs> wait. Yeah. That is. Is this gonna be a new thing? B movie. You just said it, and then I ended it right there. Um, also, cereal came back. Oh, we didn't talk. Oh, that should have been the devil tongue. Fuck. Oh, uh, well. Devil tongue to cereal for Ugh, Okay, for we'll talk about it next week, but let's just say that it's just business as usual for you, isn't they it, dropped, Sarah they, they do. They dropped it without any word. Without any word. We took one week off, and yeah. the day we come back, cereal. Great. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Sarah Koenig. Yeah. She loves this beef. She loves our beef. This, with her. this beef might be a little bit one-sided, but yeah, there's a potential that she knows about us. It's one-sided beef. Where's the beef? Over on this side. Yeah, that's where. There's a chance she knows. Like, who are the people that keep sending me hate mail? Right. Good Franz podcast. Like, yeah, I can't spell Sarah. Right. We have to be. Incl- we have to get uh, added to like the Panoply network of podcasts before we can really. Oh my god, of Karina Longworth. Isn't her? She's on it. She's I on think it. Some. I think. Uh, Cereal isn't on it, right? Cereal's not on yeah. it. Yeah. But I think uh, Mystery Show's on it. Oh, how do you get on that? Except so hard. Stamps.com. Thanks, Stamps.com. Yeah, let's start having fake sponsors in 2016. Right. Um. Thank you so much to Casper Mattresses. mattresses. <laughs> Use our discount code. Right. Please help us. Secondhandmeats.com. <laughs> Thank you so much. We will definitely be endorsing you for the 2020 campaign yeah. for bologna sandwich. <laughs> bologna sandwich, you're going to play a big role. So stamps.com, cast matches, and secondhand meat, and meatspin.com secondhand for hosting our podcast. And meatspin. And secondhand meat is a website where people can sell back their meats that they don't want. <laughs> and then you get them at a discount price. Because usually you can't return meats. If the discount is free, maybe I'll do it. And it's salmonella. That's the <laughs> other discount you get. Yeah, the discounts are body a, weight when you get food loss. poisoning. Yeah, it's yeah. a weight loss, uh, you know, enthusiast product. Wow, great. So if you're tired of protein powder, yeah. discountmeats.com. Discountmeats.com.net. Dot like, okay, you're going to afford.com. <laughs> yeah. Or like discountmeat.net. You know how they do like dot, dot yeah, right. E-A-T or whatever. Right. Um, me.eat. Wow, dark. <laughs> okay, okay, well, 
we love you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you in hell. See you in hell. All right. Watch B movie. Watch B movie. Bye. <laughs> Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. La 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 la. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the meadows, scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach, kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop and listen, love you.